name is Timmy Sola. And I'm Simmy. And we are your problematic faves. Hi, I'm Simmy, like I said before. Um, I am a grad student. I'm 25 years old. Um, I am an actress. And oh, I'm in grad school for IT. Completely different worlds. But yeah, go ahead, Simmy. Um, my name is Timmy Sola, like I said. I model. I'm in school right now, studying engineering. I hate it, but I'm doing it. I'm graduating, so that's cool. And yeah, I'm just, you know, getting into this podcast podcast game with my sister finally after like two years of planning. So mm -hmm. here we are. Yeah, don't let that procrastination get to you because we have been working on this for a long time. So basically, we decided to start a podcast because all of our lives, we have been told that we're just too opinionated. And it's true. Like, we literally have an opinion about everything every single topic any topic you can think of so that kind of um will tell you what this podcast is about we will be exploring different topics every episode and just giving you our insight we're nigerian we're millennials we're immigrants but we're also american <laughs> and it's like, not also it's not just that we have an opinion about everything we have very strong opinions about everything <laughs> and they tend to be problematic so that's why we got our name here's the thing though they're not really problematic. We just if say what really, you wish you could say. Exactly. If you just if you just sit there and let it digest a little bit, you'll understand where we're coming from. We don't ever say anything harsh or wrong. I mean, that's harsh. harsh. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little harsh. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're your problematic faves. So we hope you enjoy our podcast. Yeah, we're just gonna dive into it with some current event topics. The first one we would like to talk about is everything going on with Jesse. And you're supposed to say Jesse or Jesse. Did you say a difference? <laughs> Jesse or Jesse. It's Jesse. Jesse, right? Yeah, Jesse. But it sounds like you're saying the same thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Jesse Smollett. <laughs> and his crackhead ass. Okay, so, <laughs> so basically, I need to figure out if he really planned this whole thing, this whole this whole concoction of this MAGA story. Like, do you think that he actually. Well, or... first, like, when you first heard it, I know when, when we first heard it, I remember I texted our family group chat. <laughs> And then I was just like, oh my goodness. And like, I kid you not, I got so emotional because I thought it was real. <laughs> I was like, this is a ridiculous yeah, oh story. I'm like, what is Jesse? Like, you know, and like, I, I watch Empire. Like, <laughs> my mom loves it and I watch it with her and stuff like that. So, you know, I like, I know him. And he got beat up and a noose tied around his neck and poured bleach on him. Like, okay, so you're you going to tell me the first time you heard it, the first thing you, you didn't think of was like, in 2019? No, yeah, of course. Because like, I know, I know, like, the percentages of hate crimes have gone up ever since Donald Trump's presidency. I know that we are not living in peaceful times. But at the same time, it, for you to just be so bold to put a noose around someone's neck, pour bleach on them, beat them up, it's bold because it's a famous actor. But yeah. it's happening. It's happening. It's, it's happening, but yeah. I feel like it's just like for a, for like an actor to have that happen to them. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially like, because Jesse, like, don't get me wrong. He's doing his thing on Empire, but it's not like he's Beyonce. It's not like he's it's not like he's like that famous to where I would think that someone's really over here like stalking him and tracking his movements to be able to put, put, like perform yeah. a hate crime on him. Yeah, like it, it didn't make sense just because like it appeared as if it just happened randomly out of nowhere. But then it's like who walks around with a no noose and bleach, and so that's that was kind of odd. But yeah, so now we found out that he probably lied about it and. You see how I said he's battling a drug problem? Mm -hmm. Nice save. That's a nice save. 
<laughs> someone's just like, oh, wrong skin color, buddy, you're going to jail. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I think they're going to make an example out of him. Yeah, when the second he came out with the whole drug story, probably was just like, oh, it's a rap. You did it. And it's just like, why would you do that? Honestly, let me tell you. Like, I hate the fact that as black people, we think that the actions of other black people represents the whole race. And I know we shouldn't think that way. But damn, it that's embarrassing. It happens. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> it happens. It's, it's still happening. Like, whenever one person does something, it's a reflection on the entire race. So we really got to have each other's back. But you know what I appreciate, though? Um, I kind of appreciate how, like, I, I think recently Terrence Howard, he, like, was like, oh, we still got your back, you still have yeah. Like, I, I appreciate that. Like, I like it. Why? <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, it's just, like, we always complain about black people not being, um, like, not having, like, the solidarity and stuff like that. No, we do. Like, no, we but I'm saying, like, but what does that have to do like with that? him lying? I mean, he lied. He lied. People lie. People lie. People lie. Sydney, okay, there's like, you lie, okay, because someone tried to compare it to Michael Phelps, right? And how Michael, not Michael Phelps, uh, Ryan Lochte. Yeah, and people did not make a big deal about Ryan Lochte, so we're not going to make a big deal about Jimmy Smollett. Okay, but there's a difference, though. <laughs> there's a difference. For one, there's a big difference between I got drunk, I damaged some property, so I made up a lie to, you know, yeah, whatever. This is, this is a you intentionally lie. created this whole situation, had the whole planet outrage for you crying for you mm -hmm. making paragraphs on instagram mm -hmm. for you because you didn't you were, you felt like you weren't getting paid enough and that's a crazy reason but yeah not even just because you want to protest some actual injustices going on in the world because you wasn't getting paid enough regardless it's justice smollett it's exactly <laughs> it's justice smollett you you not even you not even like what's another actor right like it, it's not He's okay capable. he'll be good justice smollett will be good he will be good no, he's canceled. His career is not coming back from that. I mean, his, honestly, he's never gonna come back from this. The only people that have been giving him opportunities are what, like Lee Daniels and like you know his friends. They'll they'll give him more. They'll give him more. He'll be fine. Lee Daniels, if he, he can, will, um, he was man quick, always. He was quick to cancel days. Monique, <laughs> and he was quick to delete his posts about Jesse. He's canceled. <laughs> I'm sorry, his career is not coming back. He's canceled. It's not gonna come back to the same level, but it's gonna come back. I feel like men never suffer long enough for too long. They'll be fine. He'll Touché. Be, he'll be fine. But. You forget that he's also a gay man. He's a gay black man. And, and he's not going to be more the same privileges as a, as a straight black man. It's true, but just to see how many black men have still like rallied again for him initially and are still rallying for him now. Do you think so? I think a lot of straight black men are like... <laughs> yeah, they are, but... You know that you know that Oprah of me when she's just like... Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a lot of straight yeah. black men. Because I feel like people were attacking them when he first did it. People were like, oh, you see what happens when straight black men don't stick up for the gay community. And they were trying to talk on about Twitter. how... Twitter. This was on Twitter. And Instagram. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like it was in, in real, real life. life. Well, how many <laughs> men did you talk about it in real life? No, talk to men like that. <laughs> 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 so, so, okay. so much Alright, let's move on. Speaking of drugs, Kamala Harris. Kamala? Kamala. Kamala? Yeah. Harris. Kamala. 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 Why can't I say this name? <laughs> Kamala Harris. Okay. Um, yeah. She, okay. My take on this. She, we are putting way too much pressure on her to be the perfect candidate at this point. I think there's like 15 I might be making this up, but it's like there's a, a lot. There's a lot. lot I think there's more than ten Democratic um, candidates out right now yeah. that that uh, told us are ready for president. And for some reason, 
the entire, not the entire black population, but just for I see on Twitter, has decided to just walk in on Kamala Harris. <laughs> Kamala? Kamala? Kamala Harris. And <laughs> Kamala Harris and just attack for whatever reason. I don't think, I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, I don't think she's pandering. I think she's a black woman and she does black woman things. And she just happens to be more in the spotlight now because she's wearing for president. So we see her doing things like putting hot sauce in her food. But... Just, I, I feel like the 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 only credible um, criticism that we have of her is her track record with you know being a prosecutor. Yeah, being a prosecutor. I think that's very skeptical. And for that alone, that's why I'm skeptical of her. But we are just t- paying way too much attention to the other not other things that just really don't make a candidate at all. Yeah, honestly, I don't know why we're really treating this like it's an episode of The Boondocks, and it's just crazy to me because. Why do we care so much what music she was listening to when she was smoking weed for the first time? Why do we care so much how she eats her soul food? Like, why do we care? And even if she's trying to pander or to, like, show off her blackness more, it's like, so? She does it because it works. Let's be real. Y'all let, y'all let Bill Clinton do it? Because what? he played the saxophone on our Samuel Hall show. Y'all called him our first black, black president. president. Y'all was so okay. Y'all, even on Barbershop, they had a whole thing where they were like, <laughs> yeah, talking about Bill Clinton. Nobody had a problem with him trying to pander, coming out with them pitch black sunglasses, playing the saxophone. We love it when Barack Obama plays basketball and wears bomber jackets. <laughs> but when a black woman tries to show off her blackness, all of a sudden she's pandering. But anytime a black male does it, like, oh, he's from the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? It's you, just, it's just. the real reason. Why? She's married to a white man. That's, I think that's like, that's a major reason. If she was married to a black man, oh. Be a lot more. It'll be, a, she will have a lot more support. Just how Barack Obama was married to a white woman. I don't even know if I can support him. <laughs> and where your problematic things. <laughs> he was showing social issues especially related to race and then he would have to pander he would have to pander (laughs) so much more to prove his blackness so So much more we need to stop trying to make black people prove their blackness that's what we need to stop doing period everybody's black in their own way yeah yeah I think that's what it comes down to so our last current event topic is kind of going to be a perfect segue into what our main topic is going to be. But let's talk about Khloe Kardashian and mm, Jordan Woods. Mm, mm. Friends ain't friends. She's so trying. Friends friends. Okay. Who do you feel the most bad for in this situation? Kylie. Period. <laughs> Kylie. Because, Simi, I'm going to be very honest with you. If, I, if your best friend ever fucked my man, I swear to God I'll kill all three of you. I will be so upset with you that you dragged that demon into my life. I don't see how I should be punished because you I dragged her into my life. Know that she would do that, but okay, you did. I feel you. You did. I don't want to invalidate your feelings, but you're wrong. Okay, and trying to kill. I'm me just. I'm, I'm literally. I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it. No. Yeah. Same. Because you should have. <laughs> I say. No. You should have better judgment of character than that. But I mean, Kylie, I still. But then, but then honestly, Kylie, Kylie like little kids. Kylie, you did the same shit. So but it's yeah. like well, maybe it's just like the. I just, well, this is life coming in full circle, mm-hmm. sis. I'm I just sorry. understand how hard it is to like lose a best friend. Oh, it's really hard. Yeah, it is really, really hard. It's honestly can be can feel worse than a breakup. It could feel worse than a breakup in certain mm-hmm. in certain in moments, but I feel like <clears throat> Jordan. I feel like she's insecure. 
you have to be you have to be insecure to go up to for one date somebody who's already in a relationship like that that shows a little degree of insecurity mm-hmm. but then to for it to be someone that you know is so close to you that's known you since you were like, so close to your family to know it's going to change your whole world it's like you to, live with kylie it's going to put real i don't want to say ruin your life but it's going to put so much negative energy into your life and for you to still do it over a nigga no good nigga to him. He's proving that over and over and over, over again. and over and over again. That shows like some deep rooted insecurity right there, and I'm just hoping that like you yeah. you, you get out what, of it. You know what it is? Hmm. Go ahead and say it. What? She suffers from fat friend syndrome. Yeah, that's what that is. Because even because <laughs> even when I was in high school, and my friends that my female friends who were the most insecure about themselves. They were the ones that would do the shadiest shit when it came to like boys. They would be the one to like want to date the the guy that their that their friend already liked or their friend already dated. They'll be the ones to like cheat with you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It was always the it was always the person suffering the most insecurities that would do the most harm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said I don't have insecure friends at all. Like if you are insecure, you gotta get away from me because you're just always you're just gonna bring negativity into my life. You have to seek self love before you can be around me like that. Which is our what our topic is about. <laughs> But, oh, disclaimer. We're about to spill the tea. <laughs> no, disclaimer. This is our first episode, and we talked about the Kardashians. We made a rule that we're not going to talk about the Kardashians a lot. Like, they're in pop culture, but we don't want to give them that shine too much. So, yeah, you'll see here and there or whatever. Sydney. But, and this is hard for her. She <laughs> loves the Kardashians. No, no, she no, 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 no. Love the Kardashians. I love, she loves watching what they do. <laughs> she still watches their show to this day. She will, like, you... Like, at least three times you a day, she's sending me DM something Kardashian-related on I Instagram. I that I do that. She is I, the problem. I am society. the problem. I tried so She gonna try to downplay it, so I wanted to put her on like, no, she... No, 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 no. Because I agree. As a society, we give them way too much attention, but I am society. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. She genuinely just enjoys yeah. Kardashian-related tea. I don't know I why. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I'm so fake, and I can't stand them, and they're culture vultures. And She'll be on Twitter like, like I talk we so all much. stop paying attention to them. <laughs> Toxic friendships. 
because at least with a toxic friendship, you know how to set boundaries. You know, like, this person is toxic for me. You know how to separate. But in building friendship, you are always questioning whether they are toxic for you. So they keep you up, and it just keeps you, it just drains your energy way more than any toxic friendship you could have. Yeah. And I think, I think I've been the ambivalent friend, from, like, here and there, sometimes. I'm not, you know, I think I, I have, based off of that definition. But I think, like, I try not to be too hasty about it, because, especially when I felt like, a friend of mine has been ambivalent towards me I feel like it's usually because maybe something's going on in their life or something or maybe you are the type of person or your friend is the type of person that you don't like to speak on how you feel all the time so but it reflects in your actions right so what you're saying is not matching your actions so I think that's how a lot of ambivalent friendships come about because if like why have an ambivalent friendship if you want to be friends with, with the person don't be friends with the person right yeah yeah. I'm actually not, I don't think I've ever really been an ambivalent friend, only because, like, I'm really, really consistent as a friend to, like, to where it's, like, actually been a problem, only because when that consistency isn't matched, then you can, I can start to feel like my friendships are more ambivalent than, than the person probably feels like they are, but, um, yeah, I have a hard time, like, having wishy-washy like vibes with somebody like it makes me super super uncomfortable so I try my hardest to never have you know wishy-washy I'm trying my hardest to just be very transparent about how I feel about things and all of that but I've had my I've had a couple of ambivalent friendships and they're like really which one go ahead tell me <laughs> okay y'all let me just be real the first ambivalent friendship that I had that was like the worst um was with a girl and the reason why I realized it was ambivalent is because she liked my boyfriend and I didn't know this I didn't find out yep yep I didn't <laughs> huh go ahead go ahead what what, what do you mean I was like, who are we talking about oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so basically um we would just get into like fake conflicts where nothing would ever be that serious but in the second any little hiccup would happen it would be like months without speaking or like weeks without speaking of like awkward vibes and awkward tensions and and then like there was just a point where me and my boyfriend we broke up and then like the second we broke up she like disappeared from my life like completely just like stopped talking to me basically okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she basically just like stopped talking to me or whatever then me and him get back together then all of a sudden we reconnect then me and him start having problems and we don't like officially break up we just like it just seems like we are we're just taking space from each other and then same thing happens. She just falls out and she just, you know, completely stops talking to me. I'm just like, what the? And I've always, you know, I've always thought that she liked him. I always thought, you know, it just seemed the, the energy, the vibes were just always just, you like this nigga, I could tell. But, you know, she would always convince him, no, we're just some cool friends. We're just some close friends. Like, no, it's okay. He's like my brother. If you call a nigga your brother, you need to stop it because it makes you look stupid. Anyway, <laughs> he's like my brother. And so then, um, uh, we had a mutual friend and like they that our mutual friend she used to kind of stop being friends with her and then me and her that mutual friend became really close and then she ended up telling me like yeah she told me like two years ago that she liked that she had a crush on your boyfriend and like she liked him and she thinks that you you they have more in common than you and him and he's only with you because you guys are, are of the same culture and all of these she was like talking shit and all these things so and I think what the worst part about that ambivalent friendship was was the gaslighting. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessary because it's just like I, it makes sense. Like you, you, you liked my man, so obviously being friends with me was difficult for you. Okay, but then 
why, like, why try to convince me that I'm tripping and I'm crazy and I'm extra and I'm just insecure or all these other things that you try to do, convince our other friends and yourself. And I was right the whole time. Like, I was right the entire time, but you get, you were gaslighting me every single way. And I felt like that's what made me, like, I hated that girl. I was really about to fade her on sight anywhere I went. If I said, if I had, I had so many dreams of breaking a champagne bottle over her head. I had so many, I like plan, plan my hairstyles so like, oh, man, I don't want to wear a wig today because what if I run into this bitch? I'm not going to be the bitch fighting to have my wig pulled off. I was ready for it. Now I'm like over it, but it's still, I still won't, like, I still don't like her, but. So I think the best way to avoid ambivalent friendships or just any type of ambivalence, toxicity or whatever is, I think we need to, you, and you need to sit down with yourself and realize what type of friendship you have, like what type of friend you are and what type of friendship mm-hmm. you require. You know, because, like, I know for me personally, like, my friendship style is, like, I I have maybe one or two or three, like, really close friends. These are people that I talk to daily or weekly. And, you know, they know everything about my life. I know everything about theirs. They're constantly updated. And then I have, like, you know, you know, layers of other friends, like, you know, the further away. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, like friends, acquaintances, associates, or whatever. And so I know what to expect out of each group of people. Mm-hmm. So that way I can't get disappointed and I expect them not to get disappointed with me. I think where my ambivalence came in is when I changed my friendship style with them without telling them mm-hmm. or without letting them know. Maybe, like, I, usually, I think, like, with, with me and a certain friend, after a while, I was just like, it's not fun talking to you anymore. Like, we don't have the same fun that we used to have. And, like, I just can't, I can't force relationships. And I think, and I think, like, friendships are, you're allowed to grow apart from your mm-hmm. friends. Same way you can grow apart from, you know, relationships. And and I think this particular friend, like, she was just like, no, we're friends. We're always going to be friends. Even if, you know, it's like, but why force it? Like, let's, let's, whatever time that we, we, we do see each other, let's have it be positive and good. You know, instead of, like, me being, feel, feeling like, oh, I have to be your friend and be your friend in this type of way. Because, I'm not gonna call you every day. I can't do that. That's just not my, my life. It does not allow me to do that anymore. Like I expect you to understand. So like I can definitely like like my my best friend lives in Chicago, and we'll go through periods of time where like we're talking every single day, two or three times a day. She knows everything. And then and like recently, like she she's in medical school, and we like haven't spoken in like a month. And I'm fine. And like I like, I'm really fine about it. And I know she's fine about it. Like we have like re- very similar friendship styles. So that's but like. There's other friends I know I cannot do that with and expect them to be okay. See, with me, I just want my friendships to be consistent. Like, whatever it is, let's just have it be consistently that. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with people switching up the friendship style. Like, you like when it's convenient for you, you want to have that every day. We're talking, send each other videos, send each other memes, mm-hmm. send each other tweets, you know what I'm saying? Ask me, what are you doing? Come over, what are you doing? Let's smoke, da 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 or whatever. And then, like, you, you're, you're, you go ghost for, like, two months. Yeah, but I don't like that because it's just kind of like, Cause in that two months, I I don't want to feel thirsty reaching out to you. Cause I got used to us. You you made me com- feel comfortable having that sort of friendship, and all of a sudden now I feel thirsty reaching out to you because you decided that you just want to ghost. And I don't like that. It's just but like, it's not okay. Well, to me, it's not ghosting for one. It's like my friend, and like I know that I can call her whenever I need to, and, yeah. and I I know she'll genuinely try to talk to me if she can. If she can't, it's for a really good reason. I think you have to like really be secure and no like no like what you know about that person like you know because because if you feel like this person is going to think i'm annoying then then that's where that insecurity comes in like oh i don't want to feel like i'm you know mm-hmm. or like that person ghosted me or whatever but i don't feel like she ghosted me i just feel like she got busy oh no no, no. i know i understand that like i understand especially because she's in medical school bro mm-hmm. like like i understand but i'll have some friends who just like 
where it's just like I don't know if you'll like understand that like when I do pick up the phone and call you like there will be times where it's just like I'll call you I don't get a I don't get a call back mm-hmm. I'll text you I don't get a text back you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. then all of a sudden randomly like two months later it's just like oh my gosh let's catch up let's go out let's get drinks let's do mm-hmm. that so it's, it's just that's like, a real ambivalent friendship like I have like I and I have that with like a couple people and it's just like I really don't like it but then again I feel like I tend to be very reactionary mm-hmm. and I'm trying to like to not be reactionary and so I'm trying to just be like okay whatever I'll go with the flow you're just wishy-washy or you're just ambivalent and I'm just gonna go with the flow and it's just like and it's really 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 difficult because I'm just like I think this is what an adult friendship looks like so let me just like get used to it now <laughs> yeah, transitioning from like, like college to like adult adulthood like real adulthood and stuff like that so I'm I've, I've been trying not to rock my rock the boat with my friendships there's one that I recently ended and um I didn't, it was like a, it was, it was, that was like a real ambivalent friendship. We would go through so many, like, we would go through the stages, we're like, are you really happy for me? Like, when I would get good news, they would be like, you know, it's like just unnecessary since the very but beginning. That, that, and so that's the thing, that's what confuses me about ambivalence, because it's like, if you have a friend, and you feel or know that they're not happy for you, and they don't want the best in life for you, then they're not your friend. That's not even an ambivalent thing, friendship, that's just like, nah, that's an enemy. The thing about that, the thing about this particular friend is, is like, I do think she was a good friend and in certain respects. Like, I think she was, I, for the most part, I thought she was very loyal. She was, she was pretty consistent. Like, she went through, like, she obviously, like, everybody had their spells with her kind of, they, you know, kind of distanced and ghosted or whatever. But I think it's just after a while of just unnecessary competition Mm -hmm. that's when I was like I'm just over it like I don't want to compete with you anymore I just want to be friends and I feel like from the very very beginning she saw me more as like competition Mm -hmm. and then as that's why I feel like the whole are you happy for me I I think she could genuinely be happy for me if she's doing just as good as me in life or better Mm -hmm. then she has no problem being happy for me the second she feels like she's not like you know what I'm saying the second she feels like oh damn Mm -hmm. I'm not on my shit then it will, it, she she would try to hide it, but she you know when someone's trying to be happy for you, like oh okay, yeah yeah yeah, like it would be one of those situations, and then it would just be like so many, and like our communication styles are just very different, mm-hmm. and like it just got to a point where she's kind of like you know what we kind of streaming this along, we should just like cut it off mm-hmm. and let it go, and so that's just all it is, and now my friendships are very like I have my people who I go out with when I have when I have a good time, and then I have you and like my significant significant other. Congratulations by the way, I'm a great friend. She's so annoying. <laughs> like, you're my fucking sister. Like, do you want to pat on your back? Not all sisters are friends. I know. That sucks. I know. I know. I know a lot of siblings that just don't get along. And I'm like, damn, that sucks. But, um, yeah, I, like, I really, I really don't care anymore for day-to-day friendships. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You know those day-to-day friends? Like, you're consistently talking, or you have, like, a group chat, and you guys oh, are all talking. you don't care for that? I don't, I don't care for it anymore, oh. just because I feel like, See, I'm the exact opposite. I'm happier. I'm happier now knowing, like, I go to you, I'll go to, you know what I'm saying, I'll go to my significant other, or I'll go to, you know, like, my roommate, who I got, who I grew very, very, very close to, but other than that, I don't only do the day-to-day friendships. I have, like, maybe one or two friends that I, like, consistently talk to, like, on a week-to-week basis, but other than that, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, it's like, we, we're, we're different in that, like, <coughs> I don't have a group of friends that I can, like, call up. Like, hey, I just want to go out and have fun with you guys and party, whatever. Like, I really don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I have that. Yeah, and 
yeah, but like I have a lot of you know day to day friends and stuff. Like and if yeah, so if you wanted to like Facetime somebody randomly, you would have somebody to Facetime. Yeah. Like if Simeon is busy or like the dude is busy, like I'm, I'm gonna talk to myself. <laughs> like or like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk to myself. Is that or is that you're like you're okay? It varies depending on the day. Like sometimes it's just I think I close my after like all that drama that happened with that girl, the one the homewrecker, and then the, and then the other one. Um, and then I feel like after all the drama that I went through with friends, I kind of just like don't want to open myself up to friends anymore in that way. Like Whatever. I don't. Ever. No. It's only gonna get harder. It's the age too. But the thing friends. is, is like I realize I still have solid ass friends from junior high and high school that I can like rely on and depend mm -hmm. on like emotionally if I want to go out with them I can they know like I'll tell them all of my deepest things like we've known each other since we're like 13 mm -hmm. so at that point I feel like college just kind of made me feel like I need I need to formulate long-lasting friendships in, co in college but I'm like I already had that mm -hmm. so I don't care anymore to like try to force the, the relationships that I made in college because I feel like a lot of them are just like fleeting and don't really like they don't really have a lot of is that a normal thing i feel like um do you feel like more people make their lifelong friends in college or before college i think more people make them in college i think i was just lucky oh, okay i would feel like yeah, i was just course. extremely lucky to find like friends like that in high school so i so the so if anything my day-to-day -day friends would be more of though like my high school friends and my junior high school friends mm -hmm. than they would be any person who i met in college you know another like I don't want to say unique, but another feature of like my friendship, <clears throat> my friendship style, is I have different groups of friends, right? And they do not, <laughs> they do not interact with each other oh my at gosh. all. Like I'm the middle, like I'm the linchpin, and well, not even linchpin because they don't interact, they don't interact with each other at all. It's like I can't. They don't even like each other. Like yeah. that's the funny thing. <laughs> they don't even like. They each don't other. even hang around yeah. each other. They don't like each other. Yeah. So that's just, and then that's. I think that's why it's so hard for me to have like a large group of friends that I can just always go out with and do all this stuff. <laughs> I cannot because it's like, oh, is she gonna be there? Is no, she gonna be there? I don't like. I don't. Like, like, I don't, like, <laughs> and, I don't and, and like I don't have problems with anybody. I have I don't have problems with anybody. I can always find a way, and like even if I don't like you, I know how to be around you. Like I like I don't know. I'm, I'm just that type of person. My friends are not. So it's just like you know we have been trying to plan a trip for six years. <laughs> for six planning a trip with years. Last <laughs> like, week, and it said um I can't even make new friends because my old friends will bully them. <laughs> and then I, and I just and I just posted it on my Instagram story, and then my friend, the friend that you know what I'm talking about, yeah. she like. <laughs> She uh she responded and she was like I'm glad you know and like, yeah, I can't even tag you <laughs> and, I, and you knew that she this was about you because she does not like any of Simi's new friends and then another mutual friend of ours was like oh this is the this, this is the right okay, yep mm -hmm. we all know but yeah I think um yeah when it comes to like my friends and stuff like yeah my friends vastly just very they're just very different in personalities right and um and it's just, like I've just come to like. Oh, this is just how this person is. This is just how okay she is. This is just how Amina is. This is how Christina is. This is how they are, or whatever. And like I've grown to like love them for who they are, and like with the good and the bad. And I know they've grown to love me because I'm not perfect. I know I'm not. And like we've had like this past like two years, this past yeah these past like a year. Like after graduating college, I think that's when friendships are really tested because you're not around each other every day. Yeah. You have, you know, big girl, big boy jobs. <laughs> You're stressed about everything that you were stressed about before. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, yeah, that really, and I think that that two years of like trying to figure it out. And like now we're finally starting to get back into the groove of things and stuff like that. But 
yeah that two years post-graduation it just, it just changes your life completely that's gonna be a whole other episode yeah like post-graduation life yeah stressful i should graduate first <laughs> yeah but i always feel like i can speak on it and i can't at the same time only because majority of the people who i was in college with graduated already Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, and so, I'm dealing with, like, even though I'm in college, I'm dealing with having friends who have real jobs and regular lives, and, or even friends that just, like, dropped out, but so, so they're, now they're just working and little things like that. So, majority of the people who I went to college with aren't even there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I kind of, like, have that feeling, and I just don't, I'm not in really in a college setting like that anymore, like, I go to class and come home. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. I don't, I'm not even, I don't really get involved like that. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I think what you said, um, about having the same definition of friendship is really important. Like you got two people need to be able to have the same definition of friendship for it to work. Because if like because if you guys have differences in like how you view loyalty or how you view consistency or how you view you know what I'm saying boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. boundaries. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you don't if you guys don't have if you guys don't have the same ideologies, you're always gonna clash. And I think that's what happened with like the second friend I was talking about is like we had so many clashing opinions about friendship that I feel like it just becomes too much at a certain point it's just like I'm now you're we're just asking each other to be completely different people mm-hmm. it's not even it's not even worth the problem, problem anymore so we've been discussing friendship from the lens of like you know women how how would you compare male friendships we'll get we're gonna speak on behalf of you right now men you're welcome <laughs> you're gonna sound so smart right now <laughs> um I feel like I envy male friendships for the simple fact that men are able to have very superficial friendships with people, with with other men. And I think that it makes to where they don't have to take friendships as serious. Because women, we treat friendships like relationships. We treat them so deep. Like, we, like, pour our souls out to each other. Like, the things I've done, like, that, like... I have been in the same stall with one of my friends while she took a shit and, and was vomiting at the same time, wiping her ass. Like, I, that is what a female friendship looks like. This is, that's a true story. True story. And me, like, we, like, I didn't wipe her ass, but my other friend wiped one of my other friend's ass because she was drunk. It's like, female friendships are so... train myself mm-hmm. but um men like you guys and then also you guys have sports like how many men like their first conversation with another man is about sports like you guys have sports and then easily could just go like oh let's go to the gym and just play basketball it's like oh no, no, no. like i have friendship boom friendship <laughs> oh let's, let's hop on fortnite hop on fortnite yeah <laughs> Like a traumatic, you know, experience, moment in yeah. your life, 
and that's how you're bonded Ooh, together. You're bonded. And then, like you know, so it's like, and I'm, I'm, I kid you not, this would be like I, we meet each other at the club or something like that, talking in the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, and then that, that's how it is. Drying her tears, and I just met her five minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, girl, so, like, you don't eat it. Hey, Shad, I think you never did nothing. I got bitch five minutes. I know you, you are too beautiful for him. You are strong. You're All you have to do is keep you down. <laughs>
Yeah. No. I think it's because we know that women, a woman will actually stay like at least three months longer than she needs to before she actually leaves a relationship. So a lot of times, and a lot of times girls know when they should break up. But we just stay anyway. Mm-hmm. Our, like, we just, I don't know why, we just stay, we stay, we're so hopeful. Because dating is so hard for us. It's so much harder for us than it is for you men. So we, like, really, like, it's traumatic for us. So we really don't want to have to go through that again. So we really just like, okay, we can work it out, we can work it out, we can work it out. And our female, and, like, we'll, we'll tell a girl to break up with her boyfriend a million and one times. And we know she's not going to do it. So we just, like, after a while, we just sit and we listen. We don't give advice anymore. Mm-hmm. We're just like, yeah, girl. You'll get, you'll get through it. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Just try talking to him when he's less, when he's less like, we'll like give, try to give the most like generic advice because we know like, ain't not, there's not a damn thing I can say that's gonna make you leave. You just have to, you just have to be like fed up enough. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't take the, something really serious happening to you for you to realize, you know, mm-hmm. it's time to leave. But yeah, but women, as women, we're just trained to like always fight for everything. Don't let anything go. <coughs> like you need this relationship, be it a friendship or a romantic relationship. Yeah. So to bring it back to the topic because we're very into relationships. <laughs> um well what do you think about male friendships? I mean it's the same thing. Like I I don't want to say I envy it because I don't care to have superficial relationships. And um yeah like it's just I'm like I'm like I can't I'm impop like it's really hard for me to maintain a superficial relationship. If I can't talk to you about, like, personal things, then, like, I don't want to talk to you at all. So, but, like, I do, I feel like it helps for those who, like, don't want to be, like, constantly hurt or something, you know? Like, you don't want to put too much, you know, hopes and dreams in, like, in, like a person and then, you know, that happens to women a lot. But, yeah, I don't know. Male friendships are not for me. And I, I, just, I feel like that's why when you do get a, a boyfriend, husband, or whatever, like, Especially that first one, he clings to you because it's probably the first time he's experienced such intense emotion for another person. Y'all, Whereas y'all never get over your first friends. love. Men never <laughs> get over their first. I feel so sorry for you if you were trying to date a man that has already been like deeply in love with another woman because you are struggling. Like your biggest competition is ain't all these other girls on Instagram, and Twitter. It's his ex. Mm-hmm. It's his first love. That is the girl who you have to worry the most about because at any moment that man can like. Because I've seen it happen. It hasn't happened to me, but I've been the girl where, like, he has dropped the girls instantly because we are ready to work it out now, and now the rest of y'all can go away because I'm here. <laughs> like, I'm back. And I've seen it happen because men, they cling on to their first love so much it's the first time they really get, like, super vulnerable with another person outside another of their person, family. Whereas women have been doing it with each other since we were in kindergarten. Like, so y'all feel like when we move on, we're savages about it. Yeah. We didn't cry all the tears. We got it all out, and now it's just like, okay, we cool. I'm not doing this. This is what happens. So yeah. So do you? So like, last cl- closing remark. Do you think you're a good friend? I think I'm a good friend. I think I have my moments, and I, I don't think I can. I don't think anybody can be a, a good friend or perfect friend all the time. Um, but I think for the most part, yeah. I think I'm a good friend. I always have a friend like you. Yeah. See, I feel like no one can would consider themselves a bad friend. I feel like I don't. I, mean, I, I know yet, nobody would answer. That I've question. never. I've yeah. yet to see someone admit that they're not. I mean, that they're a bad friend. But I'm also a Taurus. Tauruses are notorious. Tauruses are good friends. I will say this. I won't speak on whether or not I'm a good or a bad friend. I'll still. I said like I said before. I'm a consistent friend. So whatever. So whatever. Like I'm a very consistent friend, and I'm very uh, attentive. So I'm not the friend. You know how people say like, oh. 
you could be tweeting about suicide and your friends will, will like your tweet. <laughs> yeah. And not even text you. I'm not that friend. Like, if I see you, like, if I'm, I'm paying attention to your social media, if you tweet one thing that seems a little too sad, I'll be like, are you good? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that type of friend. I'm very consistent. I'm very attentive. I, I've had friendships that ended, so I'm like, I can't say, like, I was, like, to them, in their opinion, they might be like, oh, that girl's a bitch. Or, like, she, like, she, or she crazy or whatever like that. So, like, I can't say that, but I can say that you, y'all can't say that I wasn't consistent, and y'all can't say that I did not pay attention to y'all asses. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, that's a strong quality that she has as a friend. I think my strong quality as a friend is, like, I, I will genuinely accept you for who you are and not try to change you. She will. Yeah. And, like, I'll, I'll take the good with the bad. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's just how she is. <laughs> and like, I'll like, I'll pivot around it, but we're st- we'll still be friends. I'll just pivot. Like, it's, like, once I once I learn it, that's who you are. Like, if it's something like you just randomly threw that out there, it's like I'm I'm not new- used to this, and like I won't maybe I won't take it well. But if it's like I just know that this is your personality type, and we're just gonna have to like figure out a way to get along or whatever. So great quality. So yeah, that this has been a great podcast, our first podcast. I'm really happy. Um, we do have an email. It's problematicfavespodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any question or story you'd like to share with us, if you want to answer your question, maybe, you know, maybe you want to get our problematic Also, if you um, have any suggestions for any episodes, please email and let us know if you want if you want us to talk about something specific. Um, follow us. Follow us. Our, it's problematic phase with an E. Faves with the E at the end. F-A-B-E-S. Underscore. Um, that's on Instagram. And then our, um, and yeah, we'll link it somewhere. <laughs> I was going to do that. <laughs> okay, so we'll link Watch it. Watch and put it up here. Put it up here. But yeah, um, we're going to link all of our social media accounts and everything like that. Thank you so much for watching. And subscribe to our channel. Please. Mm-hmm. Just look out for weekly content content from us. We're going to talk about everything. So a wide variety of things. And, um, Hopefully you liked the first episode, you like our takes and stuff. And um, hopefully they didn't offend you too much. Yeah. I'm okay if I offend you a little bit. I feel like maybe I crossed the line with the fat friend comment. I'll say ugly friend. (laughs) That's better. Yeah, just because you're fat doesn't mean you're ugly. That's not true. Only in America, <laughs> honestly, this is gonna be a, we're gonna have a whole conversation about that. But only in America does that correlate, because in because in other countries, like being fat literally just describes your body type. It doesn't. I know. People don't think like automatically if you're fat, you're like, like a guy will literally be like, oh look at that fat girl right there, she's gorgeous. Like, like, yeah. like, like hey, fat girls. <laughs> and that's how it is. So it's just like we come from a completely different culture to where like fat is not correlated to ugly whatsoever. How it should be, America just got it wrong. Anyway, why are we talking about this anyway? Bye, y'all. <laughs> See you later. Bye.